the New Zealand Tech Podcast. Brought to you by Gorilla Technology. Proactive and strategic IT. Greetings and welcome along to the New Zealand Tech Podcast. We're at episode 373. I'm Paul Spain. And I'm Theo Gibson. Theo, welcome back on the show. Thanks very much, Paul. Great to be here once again. Now, maybe uh, just a little reminder from listeners where you fit into this world of technology, podcasting, and other such things. <laughs> yeah, sure. So, uh, uh, in the podcasting world, I'm one of the hosts of the New Zealand Electric Vehicle Podcast. Um, I co-host the, the podcast with D West, my, and uh, we just talk about all things electric vehicle related and uh, sustainability tech, and we... You just have a good time, really. Um, and always and, a good listen. Always yes, good yes. Listen. And uh, and in the technology world, you know, I'm a I I'm basically in the in the arts. So sort of, you know, video, audio. Um, uh, you know, my bread and butter is broadcast and and, and video and post post work. So yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, let's jump in now. I wanted to first start talking about uh, Oppo. And on Thursday, Oppo brought a bunch of uh, media and and folks like me uh, across to Sydney for a little event to launch their new R11s. Mm. Now, I I, I guess I haven't um, spent a lot of time looking at their product. I know we've we've had one or two that we've talked about on the show over the last. It's probably about 10 months since they launched in New Zealand, so they haven't even been here a year yet, um, but they seem to be gaining traction at a, at a reasonable, uh, reasonable clip, and they've picked up uh, you know, attention through a, a fair chunk of the mainstream media uh, outlets over that, uh, over that period. This R11S being their, their new phone, uh, certainly picked up some some quite interesting reviews. You know, generally generally pretty uh, pretty positive. They sit in that um, top segment of the Chinese market, and I think you know the, the numbers are always moving around in terms of who's got what market share. But they have uh, yeah, sort of an article probably about a year ago that uh, they'd landed number one in the Chinese market. Mm. I'm not sure that that's a position that they, you know, well, I don't think it's a position they're consistently holding, but they're, you know, they're certainly doing, uh, doing very well, uh, by their numbers. And, you know, I read something about their, um, sales in India having gone up something like seven or eight, you know, times. It was like 750, you know, percent, uh, you know, growth in, in that market. So yeah, very yeah, very very interesting to see these brands mm. that are really coming from nothing, and of course we're just not used to Chinese brands, you know, being uh, brands that we look up to, that are you know well known yeah. sort of good yeah. uh, good brands, because there have there have been you know so few the the names you hear about you know like Foxconn oh yeah they they make the phones. Um, and so on, but yeah. not actually, you know, having their, their logo on, yeah. on the phone. So Huawei, of course, have, you know, have really been the, the big one and they've, they've worked very hard to, uh, you know, grow their, grow their presence in the market. Yeah. And there's all sorts of techniques that these companies use from, um, you know, flying people around the world to events and getting them to, you know, make a bit of a noise, uh, billboards and TV commercials, all of these things, which you know, are, are no reflection at all on the actual underlying products, right? <laughs> but it, it's been very interesting, for, for, you know, for me to watch and to engage with these different companies and to and to see how you take what, uh, you know, often is, you know, really good, innovative, you know, technology, but something that would, wouldn't get the time of day until you sort of lift up the brand through you know, all these manner of things. You know, I guess a key part, uh, ultimately, in most countries for these for the smartphone brands to, to really gain traction is to get the carrier deals. So, yeah, yeah. you know, in New Zealand, the Vodafone, Two Degrees, uh, Spark, um, actually, you know, 
wanting to sell sell their phones and, mm. and, and getting out and doing so. And that is a combination of things as well, of which yeah, price is a pretty uh, a pretty key uh, key factor in most markets, and, and maybe more so in New Zealand than um, than than you know, a lot of other sort of uh, Western uh, types of types of markets. So. Yeah, kind mm. of, kind of. It's been it's been an interesting um, interesting journey for them building up um, building up their brand. Now you had a little bit of a look at the um, the R eleven S. We've both spent a bit of time. I took a bunch of photos at their event the other night, which was um, was an interesting event with a sort of this catwalk sort of modelling show. I wasn't quite sure. <laughs> I wasn't quite sure exactly how that fitted in, like who was the brand and, you know, but um, I don't know, maybe that's the, the sort of the politically correct way of um, <laughs> selling phones. Ha- 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 of, uh, of having scantily clad, uh, you know, woman at, at, at an event. Um uh, because yeah, that sort of thing. That's uh, in terms. You know, you remember the old booth babes and, and things like that. You know, that's pretty unacceptable. Yeah. Uh, you know the, these days, but look, they put, they put on. Um, you know, they put on a, um, yeah an event that you know, attracted a whole bunch of people, I guess, from around around Australia. It was actually quite good for you know, testing out the the camera and a sort of you know different lighting and yeah, yeah. and so on. And look, the gear is the gear is is good yeah. from you know a, a short few days using it. Now you made a, a comment about the software and a, a comparison with a, a particular um, company. Yeah, with, well, uh, it, with it, Apple it looks the very iPhone. it looks very iOS like, doesn't it? I mean, if you open that camera up, <laughs> it's almost identical um, to iOS. Apart from the the optical zoom feature, isn't it? So I mean, they've they've put a lot of work into the skin there, making it look as uh, Apple like as they can. Yeah, well, I was talking to um, Glenn and anyone that listens to Mike Hosking's show, um, and I'll, his surname may come back to me. But anyone who listens to Mike Hosking's show on News Talk uh, ZB uh, from from time to time um, would occasionally hear yeah Glenn. Uh, coming in and interjecting yeah. with with his comments and and and, and commentary and uh, um, yeah, I guess you know I've, I've probably spoken to him a few times when I've been on on the show. Uh, I was talking to him and um, you know part part of what what happens with uh, with these sorts of uh, things in terms of getting media attention is they they you know they loan phones to the media and then sometimes they don't ask for them back and things like that. So. <laughs> Um, any, anyway, I was I was hearing about one of one of these phones that uh, uh, I guess it got distributed. Oh, maybe maybe he bought it. I'm actually not sure where where, where he got it. But anyway, his his daughter was uh, had been using one of these phones, and um, uh, the the comment was sort of along the lines of, "Well, it looks so much like an iPhone, and the software looks like an iPhone." Um, her friends think she's got an iPhone. <laughs> Uh, that that is really interesting because I remember a com- conversation with um, one of one of our team here uh, a, a few years ago. Um, Praveen was his name, and uh, Praveen and I were, were 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 talking. I hope he doesn't mind me sharing this uh, <laughs> uh, the the story. Uh, and um, well, we'll just say it was Bob. Okay, Praveen, you're <laughs> off the hook. Uh, now I can now I can adjust it, uh, so it might not be exactly the same story. Uh, but anyway, this uh, this particular employee, Bob, came to me, and uh, Bob's um, actually we'll call it Bob's son because we're changing a little up a little bit. Um, so Bo- Bob's son, no, it was actually his daughter because that's we've got to get the story right. Um, so Bob's daughter was asking for him for a, for an iPhone at the time. He was like, "Oh, Paul, that's a that's quite a lot of money to be spending, uh, you know, the iPhone for a you know, uh, child that was at school." Yeah. And so I said to him, "What are the capabilities that uh, that uh, that your daughter requires? Is it, you know that is it uh, you know app, particular apps that she needs to run? Is it a good camera? What you know what what is it?" And uh, I said, "Look, go home, talk to your daughter, find out what what she really needs." And then, uh, look, I can you know help you find the uh, the phone that will uh, you know fit those uh, those requirements. And um, anyway, came back the next day. I said, "Oh, 
um, yeah, I spoke to my daughter. I said, oh, so, um, so what capabilities do you need? An iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, anyway, so it's not always, it's not always about uh, specific features. It's yeah. about the whole package. Sometimes it's about the brand. There's, you know, there's all sorts of aspects to it. And, and, um, and, but it was it's very interesting that somebody might give their uh, their child uh, uh, an Oppo phone, and uh, for that to that to tick the boxes of being near and near enough to uh, to an iPhone might be good a good transition phone if you're if you, if you're not so tech uh, you know um, friendly and you're moving from an iPhone to Android maybe maybe it's a good in between step yeah. Maybe, um, <laughs> but you're you're right about the camera. I mean, firing up the camera app, it does look exactly as oh, though yeah. you're on the iPhone. Um, and I fired it up next to the iPhone X, and they go as far as actually. Now it is a dual um, a dual camera uh, phone on the rear, so it's got two, I think, twenty megapixel uh, cameras. So it's you know, pretty high end. What it doesn't have is a zoom lens in one of those, but they take the capability or the, the feature that's in the iPhones with the two-time zoom lens and allow you to tap the <laughs> between 1x and 2x zoom, uh, which is you do get quite used to it. It's quite a nice uh, experience without having mm. to sort of drag. But the reason why it's a button on the iPhone is because you've actually got a camera that has a two-times zoom and it's yeah. getting you the best exact, you know, optical zoom. But, of course, on the on the Oppo, it's, they've just kind of copied that feature. <laughs> there actually is no uh, zoom other, other than in software. Yeah. Um, so just some, something to be aware of if you know, if you get demoed this at a at a store and you think oh wow that's um, that's right up there with the iPhone X or the eight plus or something it's uh, technically when you look at the photos later you will realise that it's just software to uh, <laughs> uh, to zoom in but um, seven hundred ninety nine dollar um, pri- price point and sixty four gig right uh, sixty four gig of um, storage four gigs of uh, RAM. Um, the what, what else do we um, uh, need to know about it? Um, Android seven one. Yeah, yeah st- still on. Um, yeah, not not having moved to Android eight uh, Oreo um, just yet. So just yeah, something to be to be aware of. We also asked them around security updates. They said they will be doing doing those on a regular basis. Uh, a bit cagey when asked how regular. <laughs> um, so that's something to be aware of. I think, you know, those that are looking for phones and, and you know, to use in business type scenarios or just actually yeah, care about their security, uh, it does seem at the moment uh, Nokia are, are probably at the forefront on the, you know, the the affordable Android handsets as, as far as, uh, keeping up to date. Not that they're doing a perfect job, but they're probably doing a better job than most. And even now, down to their Android, um, their uh, Nokia three, which I think is a hundred ninety nine dollar handset. Um, yeah. They've now got a, a beta of Android eight for that. Um, okay, um, coming through as as well. Um, yeah, so it's on uh, Android uh, seven point one point one. Um, 18.9 aspect ratio screen so it is a really big screen that, that yeah. um, it's a nice screen yeah, does go very close to the top and bottom mm. and to the edges it's I mean for the money it, it's pretty good it, it seems uh, seems as though they're doing a they're doing a, a you know, a pretty reasonable uh, pretty reasonable job um what else? What else is there? Um, I mean, they have got a bunch of other phones in the New Zealand market. It's. Um, I don't think it, it's. You could say that it com- uh, competes directly with the top end phones from the other, uh, you know, the Samsungs and Apples mm. and and Huawei. Exactly, but for a sort of a next tier down at that seven hundred ninety nine dollar price point that it that it comes in at, um, I you know I think it's a it's a fairly uh, fairly reasonable um, device. So yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, uh, it's octa core um, CPU, I think. Um, interesting, just some of the look, details I'm looking at on site on online. 
um, there's a couple of variations. Now, I think there's a there's a larger version as well. I um, don't know if that's getting launched in the New Zealand market. Um, but this one's coming in around a um, six-inch um, screen. So, mm. yeah, pretty good. All right, on to other things. Now, we've talked about a, a new gadget available um, here this week. Now, Biz Dojo. Now, you'd know a little bit about... Um, Biz Dojo. Yeah, yeah. A lot of my uh, friends have, have used Biz Dojo in the past, and you know, lot co working spaces is yeah, right. They've got them around yeah. the country now. Yeah, they're all over the place. So yeah, they've been they've been in the the news. Um, I guess first, what hit was sort of the 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 bad news side of it, which is one of their entities, uh, Biz Dojo Auckland, which looked after the grid AKL, which is the the space that they were uh, running in conjunction uh, with Auckland Council at Teed uh, and the, the Ice House that they were left with some debt there. And if uh, that entity has gone into receivership, uh, but then on, on a bigger uh, scale, that they have actually uh, gone through a sale to IWG. So, yeah, Biz Dojo's uh, yeah, New Zealand shareholders have basically uh, sold out to, um, to IWG, who are a pretty big entity globally, right? Yeah, they are. Got a whole bunch of them, haven't they? R- Regis is, is probably the most well-known... Um, uh, entity or, or brand that they have, and uh, I, I wouldn't. Yeah, Regis is is not the the sort of startup co working spaces. It's you know more more at the high high end uh, of the market, and you know very common for uh, uh, you know multinationals and so on to use their spaces and yeah, and, moving and, there um, for a separate time know, the, and yeah, um, but yeah, very you know very good, very. Um, uh, you know, well-known brand globally, and IWD is going to is going to keep uh, keep the Biz Dojo brand and uh, and to expand it. So, cool. um, yeah, obviously a reflection of you know what they think about Biz Dojo. I, th- mm. I think Biz Dojo have done some very innovative things. They have, um, yeah, yeah th- them and and others that have been creating co-working spaces here in New Zealand have certainly been a you know I think a, a great help to our our tech startup community. Absolutely, and I mean, especially with rent so expensive, and you know, um, Auckland, especially, it's it's sometimes it's it's the only option for startups these days. Yeah, and there's that there's that flexibility in um, you know co working environments where you're not locked into long contracts. Uh, you can grow, you can shrink. There, you know, there's so many uh, things compared to the traditional model of. You know, signing off a lease for X number yeah. of years for a fixed amount of space, which doesn't really work so well with, um, you know, this, the the way that startups tend no. to work, right? <laughs> no, not at all. It can be uh, quite a drain on your finances, that's for sure. Yeah. Now, um, we've talked a lot in the past about the likes of Amazon Alexa over the years. Uh, Google Home. Well, you can now go and buy um, an Amazon Echo, Echo Dot, and a couple of the other models officially in New Zealand, and they work. Hey! So finally, <laughs> I mean, they had they had Amazon had told us this was this was coming, um, but we are there. So it's uh, it's kind of exciting. I saw you online there. Um, the the little Echo Dot is around uh, around about ninety dollars here uh, oh, yeah. in New Zealand. So it's reasonably afford affordable uh, to come on board with. Uh, you have access to uh, what Alexa calls skills, and I guess that's it's kind of um, loosely the equivalent of, a, uh, of, an, of app an app in a smartphone-type yeah. world. Um, yeah, there's, a, yeah, there's a bunch available for New Zealand. What I think is not good is the separation between uh, regions. So yeah. I went into uh, my... Amazon Echoes, which have been set up for the US, 
and you cannot see the New Zealand skills. <laughs> and then if you reconfigure your uh, device for the local market, then you know the looks like the majority of skills for say the US are yet to be added locally for New Zealand. So it's it's just kind of a bit of a bit of a disconnect there. Um I need definitely need to spend a bit more time on this, but you've got to you know jump through hoops and so on. <laughs> uh but um, stuff.co.nz you can then get them you can get them set up for your um daily flash briefings and you know things like that. So um look, we we've got now got New Zealand companies uh, coming on board with content. Mm. Um, yeah, you can get these things up and running for uh, for New Zealand now without too much trouble, and even yeah, walk into a JB Hi-Fi or Pick one up. whatnot and and grab one. So imagine they'll come very, on very quite, online quite quickly now that now like, now that it's available. Yeah, yeah, it'll be um, it'll be you know hopefully uh, at pace that we see mm. them sort of fix up that. Um, you know those issues mm. with apps being in one place, not in another, mm. and so on. I guess it will depend on the developers and whether those developers care whether they're getting prodded by Amazon. How easy is it for them to to tweak an app to work in in other markets? Yeah, um, you know, and of course, yeah, there there are there are challenges with language and words being different and 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 so on as well yeah um so yeah a bit of work to be done yeah 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 yep. um, it, it, it reminds me of the early days of the chromecast you know it's like yeah we'll roll this out yeah you can only use it for a couple of things yeah but, you know people <laughs> people will catch up eventually you know? yeah well i mean amazon could easily be criticized for doing a poor job in our market couldn't mm. they oh yes absolutely right. But what if you were to turn your attention to Microsoft, who haven't <laughs> yeah. actually, yeah, even though having had you know Cortana for you know, I don't know how many years, uh, certainly Forever. certainly a lot longer than Amazon have had Alexa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they haven't launched in the market here. So you know, for me, I'm I would be saying, look, good on Amazon for launching. Yeah. And let's just keep prodding them in the in the right direction, mm. but at least they're officially available in market, and yeah. we're not being treated as though we're some country that's yeah thousands of miles away from California. Yeah, yeah. Well, we are, but you know, we, <laughs> but you know they're, they're, we we're we're, part, we're global citizens, yes. right? Yes. And of course, there are lots of countries that aren't on the map yet for Alexa yet yeah, as yeah. well. So, in theory, if you bought an Alexa here, you could switch it to the US, say, to use those services. Yeah, in theory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you can, you can, yeah, you can easy. change. Um, interestingly, the some of the older ones. So I got the very first um, Amazon Echo when you know some, yeah, when it was reasonably new. Yeah. Uh, when was that? Ooh, well, two now. and a half, three years ago, something like that. And um, and I think when they first launched it, it was. It was almost an invite-only thing. I mean, it wasn't broadly available. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they sort of drip, dripped them out. Um, and I think I got one during that period before it was sort of yeah, broadly available. Those f- first models, you can't switch over to New Zealand, apparently. Oh, okay. Uh, I, haven't, I haven't tried that. Yeah. So there is a few gotchas to be, to be aware of, but the new things like the... the current generation of Echo Dot can, but some people may find that they can't get their Echoes to work properly um, rejigged for New Zealand, and Mm. that that may be why, Mm. so uh, a few things to be aware of. Mm. We are jumping through some hoops to make it easier to get access to New Zealand Tech Podcast and some of the other podcasts on on the network, uh, such as the New Zealand EV Podcast, (laughs) Uh, so those things won't be too hard to get at through... um, the likes of the Amazon cool. uh, Echo. Uh, you can, at the moment, uh, access some of our podcasts already through um, Spotify. Um, also, uh, what's the other? Uh, or, uh, there's another another platform. 
there's a couple of them anyway that that you can uh, play through um, an Alexa, at least with cool. with the American skills. <laughs> um, Spotify is reasonably broadly available. Uh, and yeah, we've got some of the some of the podcasts on there. So, um, you know, that will be of interest, I guess, not just to people with uh, with an Amazon Echo as a you know voice assistant device, but uh, people using Spotify. And it's quite pleasing to see that some of these uh, some of the streaming apps yeah. are are getting more. Not only you know do they cater. Two podcasts, but you're also getting that ability to have them download automatically over Wi-Fi at night while you're sleeping. Type, yeah, uh, type yeah, scenario, yeah. which the streaming apps didn't you know, didn't used to do. So we're starting to see a little bit more um, parity with traditional podcasting apps, which is, is kind of cool. nice. Yeah. Data's still expensive. Yeah, generation. yeah, and you're generally going to be at home, aren't you, at night? So it's good to use that Wi-Fi when you can. Yeah, yeah. So um, so very, very useful. Um, all right, now on to, uh, on to other topics. Would love to hear from listeners around any of your experiences, so feel free to get in touch or drop me a, an email, uh, paul.spain at gorillatechnology.com or, or just fill in the contact form at paulspain.com. Um, if you want to get in touch or send me a tweet, Facebook uh, or LinkedIn. So, yeah, I'd be very curious how people are, are, are going, playing around with this technology. I know that the team at Gorilla uh, have have been enjoying uh, playing with the tech and everyone seems to have sort of slightly different use cases and things that are important <laughs> to them, whether it's yeah playing certain music, yeah. getting different pieces of news. Uh, at my house, Pablo, who's, who's seven, he just... He's always asking questions, and um, so he he has definitely has a bit of fun with uh, uh, with Alexa, and he quite often gets. Um, well, actually, let's let's try one. Let's try a, a Pablo style uh, question. All right, he's, uh, he's Alexa. Hey Alexa, I haven't unplugged it, have I? Hey Alexa, what is the seventeenth fastest fish? I'm not sure. Okay, and you can see the, uh, or you can hear the Australian accent coming through that I've, uh, uh, I've, I've, I've set that to. <laughs> Alexa, what time is it? It's five thirty-two p.m. Oh, see, listeners don't usually know exactly <laughs> what time we're recording, so we've, we've let out a little bit of a secret. Uh, Alexa, where am I? You are three point four miles, five point four seven kilometres. Southwest of the centre of Auckland City. Yeah, it actually got it actually got that wrong. Um, <laughs> the, 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 there's um, obviously lots of you know lots lots of things you can do, but um, yeah, Pablo's very good at asking um, Alexa the difficult question. Um, Google the um, the Google Home seems to be able to more geared up. Uh, it's maybe its AI is a little bit better. You can sort of string together multiple um, multiple. You know, types of questions yeah, or right. one that's linked to another. So, hey, what's the seventh fastest? You know, X, Y, Z, and then Does some it. other thing about yeah, it, like yeah, how yeah. tall is it? Um, and, and but I haven't. I've been. I must admit, I've been mostly spending time lately uh, playing around with the um, um, with the echoes. So that's been more of a focus. But um, we'll do more on uh, on on Google Home when I get a when I get a chance. So, nice. Yeah. Some fun technology that ultimately <laughs> will, we hope, make our lives uh, a, a little a little bit better. Uh, I mean, there's so much you can do in terms of the home automation and tying bits and pieces together. Now, one of the announcements over the last few days was um, Sky TV, wasn't it? Did, mm. did you have a little bit of a look at uh, at their their announcement? What, what have they been? Yeah, talking so about they doing they, they were Alexa? talking about um, uh, just getting uh, sort of information listing, weren't they? And uh, Let's have a look here. You can, yeah, yeah. So find out what's what's on Sky. Yeah. Well, well, what am I going to watch tonight? Have a look on the old uh, Ask Alexa and see what happens. It's It's pretty good. It's good. It's good to see companies that you know, obviously odds in certain Mm. ways, uh, collaborating, and we we certainly see that with a lot of the big you know tech companies, companies in the US. You know, one one division of them will be you know competing vigorously. 
and then another you know another part of them will be yeah collaboratingly uh, you know really really well right well it's good to see Sky actually sort of embracing a bit of the newer technologies to make uh, you know because it's they they probably need a little bit of an edge at the moment old Sky mm. Mm. so um, um, yeah good good stuff so uh, now you can. Uh, really talk I guess you know if you link this up with all sorts of devices and um, even the um, the Logitech Harmony remote system you oh, can really? link it up with that so basically as you, as you sort of could with the Xbox One when it came out and had the you know ability to talk to it yeah, when, yeah, when yeah. you had your connect sensor and yeah, that was a good few years ago now, uh, but it, yeah, it was actually yeah, it was pretty capable wow. of you know you could ask it to turn itself on, and then you know because it had the TV sort of control, there were bits and pieces you could change the channel. you could do there, yeah. and you know you could um, you know, ask it to look for certain content and then play it, and it would you know pull it up from a sort of a guide that was you know from you know, pulling from varying sources. That's quite not, cool. Not just from Microsoft's own uh, own stuff, Netflix and so on. Um, and it looks like we're sort of, you know, that's, that was an early iteration. Now we're going to see this stuff much more yeah, mainstream. Much more, and, mm. yeah, of course, we've got a bunch of smart TVs now that already do, do, a lot of that do, do yeah. voice stuff. But, yeah, you have one ecosystem here that can um, tie join a bunch dots, of those yeah. things to, together. Yeah, yeah, well, hopefully, yeah, join the, join the dots and it'll work out pretty well. And you can control your lighting and... Those Have you got any devices at, at home that you can control with an Alexa? Uh, one or two. Yeah. Uh, that that said, um, I haven't actually had the time over the last few weeks to get it all all properly rigged up. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we're certainly, yeah, as you say, just sort of joining joining the dots on on these things, and um, you know, the idea that uh, you you know you can speak to Alexa and have it take care of things and there are different automations people set up so like yeah. you know one of them is sort of like a good night thing to Alexa and then you know that well, can trigger off doing a whole lot of you yeah. know a whole lot of things you know ultimately it could set an alarm somewhere yeah, in certain t- zones turn on yeah, the electric hours, fence uh, turn on the lights <laughs> yeah <laughs> all, all, all those things yeah your autom- automated um, yeah. security system that uh <laughs> goes out and uh, causes grievous bodily harm to those who uh, try and enter your property and whatnot. Um, there's all sorts of possibilities out yeah, there. Yeah, you, you could talk do all about sorts of things. And, and, and robotics. Some, yeah. some nice, not, some not so nice. Yeah. The automated electric vehicle charge could be quite good, you know. Plug your car in, that would be good. I'm looking forward to the Tesla arm that you know automatically plugs your car in. Maybe they should join that up with Alexa. Well, they, cool. they could. They, I mean, I don't know why they don't have a lot of that technology already. Already, <laughs> right? I mean, even a non-electric car. How hard would it be to have a have a petrol pump that <laughs> you know actually goes in and just you know tops your car? Would, up. Yeah, yeah. Like, what's the big deal? Yeah. I mean, you know, bummer if it acts. <laughs> accidentally, uh, you know, puts diesel into your yeah, petrol engine or, you know, vice versa. But, yeah. uh, you know, hey, there are, there are ways around. Yeah, you just go look at my house did it, uh, you know. Yeah. Um, now, talk, but talking talking of cars, what's going on with, um, with Tesla? I saw the New Zealand Herald mm. talking about uh, Tesla um, last, last couple of days amongst lots of other uh, media outlets. In fact, there are a couple of stories. One, uh, one was to do with uh, Tesla and uh, solar panels and power walls going into home. Uh, I would say Home Depot as yeah. a Kiwi, but Home Depot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, as they as they say uh, in the US, so seven hundred uh, retail outlets that are going to start selling. Um, the solar panels, and these are the these are the ones that this are basically the rooftops. Right? So yeah, the solar, yeah, which makes total sense, I guess. If you're gonna, you know, if you are a builder, and yeah, but I mean, I'd, it'll be interesting how they certify the installation, whether that's still part of it, or whether they just give you your little instructions and off you go with your solar panels. And so the, these are the panels that just look like normal roof tiles, yeah. right? Or look yeah. like very it's a really nice, very system. nice slick roof tiles, but they're they're you know it's it's they're all solar panels. Yeah, so, so your your entire roof effectively can become solar panels. So that's you know, um, and they look great. They're very solid, like a lot. I think they're even um, more, more solid than you know your standard roof tile. So 
and they're generating electricity. It's supposed to last for a long time and uh, generate some electricity. Uh, do you know? I mean, being being in a, this you know electric sustainability guy, because yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear I hear different things on the topics of whether New Zealand is actually a good place for solar uh, and for wind wind generation. And uh, yeah, having recently been in the likes of Arizona yeah, yeah, and yeah. so on, you, you know, you're in the US. You see these massive, massive wind yeah. farms. Uh, you're in some very warm uh, places. We didn't end up going to. Uh, to to Death Valley, Furnace Creek, but you know we went re- we went you know we scooted around nearby, and uh, you know we would have gone if we'd had more time. Not that yeah, it's yeah, actually yeah. so hot that uh, in winter, yeah. Um, but it, you know, it seems there are some places where the sort of renewable energy makes total loads sense. of sense. Like yeah, Spain, for example. They yeah, what about they, New Zealand? Where where are we on there? I mean, because we've actually already we were pretty good. At, in terms of power, anyway, because over eighty yeah. percent of our electricity is, yeah, is generated yeah, using, yeah. Um, you know, hydro and, yeah. and other sorts of you know renewable uh, sources. Yeah, well, I, I mean, you know, we're not bad. <laughs> I mean, we're okay. You know, we have had some pretty crazy weather over the last couple of years. You know, I mean, if you look at last winter, that was pretty rainy and pretty grey in Auckland. Um, but well, people around the rest of the country would just say that's all that Auckland gets is rain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, what else do you expect? Which is not so good yeah, for the solar panels. For yeah, yeah. I mean, I, you know, I, I, I actually haven't got solar panels on my home because of they just won't really pay themselves off in winter. You know, like I'm not. It's going to take a very long time to pay them off currently in my where my house is situated. So, I think we. I mean, we're pretty good. I mean, I know a lot of people who have, you know say solar is the way to go, and it, I think it kind of depends where your house is. Yeah, you know, a lot, a lot yeah. of the time, and and you know Wellington. It gets a lot of wind, so it makes sense that you put some wind turbines up there. So I think we're okay. If you were in Wellington, would you be looking at putting up one of these sort of small ones on the top of your roof? Across the road from our office here, there's a uh, residential uh, premise, and I don't think it's there now, but for a number of years, there was one of the sort of smaller little uh, uh, wind wind, wind turbines turbines just drop on the top of the the building, and uh, away you go. Yeah, you just, uh, yeah, I mean, they've come a long way, those wind turbines, especially in the the, the prop design and all that sort of stuff. Mm. So, I mean, you know, you can get some really good power out of those wind turbines. So, especially if you're using it in conjunction with a bit of solar and and, and your batteries, I would totally do it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, okay. Mm. So, so it shouldn't be shouldn't be written off, but you probably need to look at some careful th- sort of numbers if if you want to do it from a point of view of it um, being more than about sustainability, being yeah. that it actually covers its own cost, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think you know the technology is also going to advance really quickly as well. So you know, um, uh, you've got to bear that in mind. So. Yeah, you just got to weigh up all the costs, but I think it's all. I think at the end of the, the day, it's all going to work in conjunction with everything. You know, your your battery pack, your solar, a bit of bit of bit of wind, you know, um, and a bit of smart grid technology in there to make your car talk with your car's battery talk with your house. I think it's all going to work together, and we'll get there. And I, and we're moving pretty quickly, but never quick enough. Never quick Technology enough. Never moves fast enough. The yeah. Oh, I mean, what about Tesla and their self-driving cars? I mean, <laughs> yeah. seriously, what are they up to? The Herald, the Herald article, as some of the others highlighted, and it actually wasn't a Herald article; they just republished it from <laughs> um, uh, from another media outlet. But um, was uh, talking about the mandatory reporting of testing of autonomous cars um, on the road mm. in um, in California. And so there's this, a reporting mechanism which all the the manufacturers and you know testers of autonomous vehicles have to use in California, and basically saying you know, things like uh, you know how many hours of testing was done and uh, when a uh, a driver needed to to step in. And Tesla reported in 2016, but for 2017 they didn't report any. Autonomous vehicle activity on the roads in California. What's going on here? Does this, well, this make sense to you? Because aren't their vehicles already sort of, you know, they're already autopilot as a semi autonomous mode anyway? Could you, yeah. could you say that they've actually done 
you know, hundreds of thousands or millions of kilometres of, of autonomous testing on the road. Well, exactly. I guess we're talking level five, though, aren't we, which is just the full hands-off start-to-finish whole journey. Yeah, and, I mean, you've got to remember that, you know, uh, t- Tesla's cars do talk back to home base with bits of information. So they're getting a lot of information coming in from these cars, right? So, and, um, you know, there's always been speculation that they, they, they test a lot of their, their self-driving and, and virtual simulators as well. So maybe, you know, just because they're not driving them in California doesn't necessarily mean they're not driving them somewhere else. Could they be being a bit dodgy and driving them in California? They could be. It's not too far across, uh, you know, across the borderlines to to other areas. Um, So maybe they just want to keep their stats under wraps. Maybe they're concerned. I can imagine Elon being quite secretive about it. Yeah, yeah. So you just go to another state where they don't require you to report, even though you're HQ'd in California. You could do that, right? (laughs) Why not? Do your your testing there. It would be annoying. (laughs) Like, really? I've got to... Oh, man. Um, But, you know, I can can get there. Now, one of the the stats that was shared was that... um, how um, many miles it, that uh, they're sort of averaging that the vehicle can go before a driver needs to take over. Mm. Now, these numbers, the, the, the two ends of the spectrum were quite astonishing. So, Mercedes autonomous car would go around 2Ks. <laughs> Before the driver needed to take over, these are these are the stats, and you know, of course, different companies will probably report differently and measure it differently, and they're at different stages in their journey. Waymo, which of course used to be the Google autonomous car, um, I mean, they're the car we've been hearing about for so they've been the technology we've been hearing about for for so long. Mm. Uh, it feels like decades, <laughs> um, and maybe it's centuries in the tech world um, because, it, you know, it's, it's a good few years now. But so two kilometres for a driver to need to step in and take over on the Mercedes, that figure, do you know what it, do you know what it is for the, uh, the Waymo, the Google car? Uh, I I do. <laughs> tell us, tell us what it is. So it's, it's uh, t- what ten thousand k's, but looks ten thousand k's. Bit of a difference. That is, but how awesome is that? <laughs> that 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 that's the level that they're at now. That this vehicle can, you know, it's only only needs a person to step in once every ten thousand k's. That's, I guess, it would vary from. You know, person, you know, driver, or you know, situation to situation. Yeah. But for some people, that would be a year's worth of driving <laughs> till somebody need, needs to actually step, step in. in. Um, it'd be what interesting they need to, to see in what do. I would be interested. Yeah. I'd, I'd love to know a lot more of that data. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, so would I. You can totally understand why Tesla would be. I don't want to be giving any of this information out. We want to do it all, all behind the scenes, yeah. and then. And then just you know drop just it, drop to, it. You know when, when we're absolutely ready yeah. to the updates coming to go, out tonight. Right? Uh, have fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Little little usual sort of tweet from from yeah. Elon. Although the usual story with him is some, and you know we've had these and oh yeah, it's just it's going to be three to six months off, and then <laughs> yeah, it's all done. Um, so yeah, I'm kind kind of curious, and you know you know that I you know put in one of those. Uh, uh, little deposits on the um, the, the, on the Tesla 3. Model Three, um, but I, I you know I don't know whether I'll go ahead with it because it all comes down to it being being you know this autonomous vehicle that's yes. going to be able to do uh, a lot more for me and um, my team than a normal vehicle, right? Because yeah. that, that'll be the that'll be the the car to uh, to shunt stuff around in, and uh, they'll be able to do other other things. Uh, business meeting in the car. Do, if it know? doesn't yeah. do that, then, you know, it's, it's not so exciting. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> saying not electric fun. vehicles aren't cool and the Tesla Model 3 won't, wouldn't be exciting to yeah. drive and so on, but nice th- this is kind of a key a key, yeah. key part of the picture, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so do you have some, some thoughts on... Um, how this is developing, you know, often predictions and, you know, I, I just think this stuff's going to happen almost yesterday, but, you know, yeah, yeah, at, yeah. at least, you know, we've heard even Ford commit to a 2021 timeframe, which, goodness, that's 
yeah, means less than four years <laughs> yeah. uh, to to deliver. It was you know end of twenty twenty one. Yeah. Do you think, think I, those sort of time frames are, are realistic? That we have fully autonomous vehicles that can just, you know, pretty much do everything. You know, at the at the level we can have autonomous cabs driving around. Yeah, I think they're going to come out. I think they. I can see them coming out and being available. Whether we we have them here in that short time span is uh, <laughs> it remains to be seen. You know, I think. I think. Uh, do you think I might be moving to another part of, <laughs> part of the world if I if I'm too enamoured with this tech? I mean, you, there will, there'll be a few people with the cars, but it'll be interesting to see how they behave on New Zealand roads as well, because we all yeah. know what our roads are like. It, it is something a number of number of people have. Um, yeah, have said similar things to me like, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, we're going to have a, you know, autonomous cars, Paul, but oh, we're going to see them in New Zealand now. You know, our roads are this and that. Yeah. And, ah, it's not going to not going to work. And yeah. um, you know, of course, I just like to keep on the <laughs> what I would say as a positive front because uh, you know, I'm 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 very interested in the positive aspects of, of the yeah. Well, uh, I mean, we've, we've got Teslas, right? Saved and those sorts of things, yeah, right? yeah. We've got Teslas, so we're gonna you know the theory is we're going to get self driving cars. So all that Tesla fleet out there. As a new software update, I saw on Twitter today for the the um, autopilot. I think that's um, just getting finished off testing, but it won't necessarily be a massive leap forward. But still, mm. every mm. every step is one more step in that uh, direction. Now, where's China in this in this mix? And there've been uh, some coverage I was looking at. I think it was uh, Bloomberg who who were you know raising the point that um, China could actually lead in this in this space mm. and there's been a fair bit of uh, activity in China man. around you know electric vehicles autonomous um, vehicle technology uh, Alibaba have been investing uh, heavily um, and you know a a bunch a bunch of others. Um, Zhao Peng Motors um, is a three year old um, startup that's uh, had had some coverage of the you know they have um, they're working on electric uh, vehicles that are internet connected. And yeah, I think that is something like a three hundred and fifty million dollar. Um, uh, U.S. sort of fundraising round. So there's, there's a lot that's sort of being poured in um, into this in China. And, of course, we were talking about smartphones from the Chinese uh, companies before. But, look, China's investing in all sorts of areas. And uh, this is one of those things because it's a new space that probably genuinely have an opportunity to uh, – uh, to lead here, right? Yeah, yeah, and I mean, if you you know traditionally look, well, most of the the you know for for my conversion, my my batteries came out of China mm. for my electric vehicle conversion, you know. So they they've got all the skills and the and the and the materials there, you know, and they um, they can ramp these things up pretty quickly when they want to do something. They can really throw a lot of people at it, mm. a lot of resources, and they they seem to be rolling out a lot of di- you know. Uh, different models of electric cars quite quickly. I don't know whether we'll get them here, but um, it's kind of interesting what they can they can do. I do kind of worry about sometimes a bit of uh, that it's pushed a bit too fast. You know, especially if you're having internet connected cars, you want to make sure they're secure. You don't want them getting safe, secure. Yeah, yeah. They ha- there, there are certainly some cyber security concerns, right? And I was here. Having a chat, um, who was I talking to? Might have been chatting with um, with Selena about it actually um, today with my wife. Um, and it was around around the you know the move to electric and and you know basically you know smarter cars mm. than than and you know technology enabled cars and you know you think about. Uh, a vehicle that's on the road today, and sometimes they're, you know, there's some pretty old vehicles on the road, right? Mm-hmm. And we sort of got used to this fact look, if you get a modern car, you want to keep it for quite a while. You actually can mm. because they're, they're so reliable, and you know, the, the, the way they're engineered and built means they will last for a good long time. Mm. But 
if you, when did the first, can you remember when the first Tesla um, hit the market, the, the Roadster? Oh, whew. Um, I want to say 2009 or something. Some, some, something Somewhere around some, there. Something, something. Maybe a bit earlier than that, 2006, yeah. 2007, maybe it was announced around. Yeah. Um, before, so, yeah. I mean, let, let's say you had one of those. So that's a vehicle that's, um, you know, ten, ten, year, 10 years old, the, the original the original Roadster, right? From a technology, reliability, supportability point of view, um, it's probably not the um, probably not the best car to have. And mm. I guess I would suggest that even if you get say new, you know, Tesla, say Model S or Model X today, yeah. And not not just them. There are obviously other brands, and hybrids are a little bit different. But these are real tech enabled vehicles. And if you, in twenty years' time, had a you know a model from today, mm. I would imagine that that wouldn't be as useful, probably, as a twenty year old, you know, normal. Yeah, um, yeah, combustion engine based uh, based vehicle. Now that all depends on how easy it's going to be to get petrol in twenty, thirty, forty <laughs> years. It'll eventually, that will that could become a problem. But you know, there's what happens to batteries degrading over time becomes a you know actually quite a big expense if you've got to switch out a whole set of batteries. It's, it's I, I think you'll find yeah. I think with batteries, I think it's not going to be as expensive. As we think it is. Okay. Yeah. And then it depends on sort of how proprietary those things mm. are and, you know, can you get, oh, no, well, Tesla stopped making that battery mm. and there's mm. nowhere else you can get them. Oh, you can get them through, rah, rah, but they're really expensive. And then, well, there's the technology aspect. They stopped doing software updates on that <laughs> model, you know, um, four years ago. And so from a security point of view, you know, uh, any kid in his bedroom with an internet connection can basically own your vehicle yeah. and drive it off a cliff. Uh, or slam you into a pedestrian, or yeah, the, all the there's just so many sort of you know possible possibilities. Yeah. And I mean, you think you know someone you know who's always you know much further behind <laughs> than you on sort of technology, and you're just like, oh my goodness, you know the lack of productivity, the cyber security risk, the fact that your battery doesn't go any longer and so you've got to have it plugged into power to make the jolly thing work and you know all those things on someone that's on a really old yeah, 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 old yeah. device and then having that apply to your car. Okay. And when I say really old car, it might be 10 years old, you know, uh, even, and, and having having those sorts of things. I mean, think of yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, how um, the, the – yeah, you know, how bad a ten-year-old laptop is, right? Compared compared to a new one today. Yeah, but uh, I guess you got to remember with the, with with electric cars, is sure a ten-year-old battery may be reduced in capacity, but it's still going to have sixty percent or seventy percent of your range at the end of that ten years. But it's when you add in all the other, other technology bits. pieces on on top, right? Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, even the the and I'm picking on Tesla a little bit, but you know, even their browser and yeah, their yeah. podcast player and some of these things <laughs> you just are, have to lock your car down. Are, are a bit no cl- internet are a bit clunky, <laughs> right? Um, and yeah, I was in um, a, a model Model S um, uh, probably maybe a couple of weeks ago, and. Um, uh, my friend brought up the New Zealand Tech podcast on there, and it reminded me that like they've still got the image from the the very original version of the podcast that got launched in 2011. The very original really? logo. It's been refreshed. I don't know how many times since then, but the platform that, that they utilise to pull podcasts in is one that doesn't refresh the artwork during the life of a <laughs> of a podcast, which is you know kind of. Pretty backward, but they chose. You know, they've chosen to go that track, and it's like, oh my goodness, it's so weird. Um, you know, the details on it aren't yeah, yeah, yeah. and so on. Um, and so that's where, the, while the car's still in production, that it's still doing something backward like that. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, can you think of using, say, a ten-year-old browser today and trying yeah. to like? There's so many things that we're just used to that of how things work. That yeah. Yeah, be able to work. So yeah, I'm just just making that point that yeah. um, there there is there is 
uh, definitely some some downsides as we uh, as we go through these changes. But hopefully, most of the most things are upsides. <laughs> Um, now there was a um, a report that came out telling us, and we've heard this sort of thing before, but we've now heard it again, and it's sort of you know a bit of a flag's being waved. Um, that cell phone radiation poses no real harm to humans, according to new research. Um, and I'm reading the, the, the headline from The Verge, so they say that, and then they say, unless you're a male rat bathing in cell phone radiations, experts say you should be fine. <laughs> um, not not nice headline. Because, um, and I had read these bits around, um, yeah, rats um, having, having, some, um, having some issues. Um, but, yeah, obviously they've... they've um, They've got a little bit further, and they've they've concluded that actually for us it's uh, it's, it's okay. okay. Yeah, be interesting, eh? What do you think? Do you, do you have you ever ever worried about this uh, radiation? You know concerns because I I remember actually this when uh, when we were doing um, our our um, uh, talkback stuff on uh, on the radio, and and. One occasion, we got a call from somebody who was talking through like what Wi-Fi does to them, and mm. uh, um, yeah, it's uh, it's a little bit hard to get your get your head around. Uh, but some people genuinely believe that uh, that this stuff causes them major, yeah, major yeah, health yeah. issues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, I mean, I've never been to be honest. I've never really been someone who's been too concerned about it. Um, uh, but I think you know, going forward, we've got so many devices broadcasting so many things. Um, uh, yeah, I always kind of had this uh, this idea that maybe going in, in the future, th- you know, it could um, uh, cause problems. But um, it's good to know. Yes. So um, yeah, hopefully you're all okay out there. If, uh, <laughs> if anyone's had sort of you know a second head pop up or extra eyes while they've been, you know, listening to this and they've been consuming it over the mobile network, uh, <laughs> please let us know and we will pass that back to the uh, the researchers to investigate further. But, no, it is, it is um, you know, pleasing because you do hear some of these things and people getting really kind of uh, panicked about yeah, yeah. cell towers and Wi-Fi and, and so on. You know, and um, you see property values that are impacted by it. Now, some of that is to do with the visual um, and um, sorry, I'm talking about uh, yeah. You've got properties that are impacted by things like power pylons and Big, um, yeah, mobile aerials and, and, yeah. and things like that. Um, ma- yeah, maybe power is is a, is a different different kettle of fish. But um, yeah, still um, it's kind of kind of reassuring. Also worth noting that our phones nowadays, uh, are, you know, there's some. Stricter guidelines than there were in the in the early early days around you know, frequencies some of, some, some of these yeah. aspects. So, um, and I've probably told the sto- one or two of these stories on the podcast in the past around um, cell phones and a uh, cell phone in the earlier days being in the in the room with a particular computer that had its case off, and uh, when you'd hear and you used to in the day uh, back in the day hear a, a noise come through your uh, your speakers if you had you know. Uh, a stereo or something in a room when the the cell phone did it's kind of like ping back to the network and um yeah someone recognized that that was the the moment that happened was closely aligned to when a particular computer that we had with a case off would crash <laughs> um which was uh it, w- it was good because it was it was doing our heads and trying to work out why the system kept failing uh and then we left the cell phone out of the room and it was fine <laughs> that's um, interesting yeah um, we weren't able to tie it back to any sort of behavioural impact on humans, though. So, it was, you know, kind <laughs> rats, of good. Like, what about rats? You know, <laughs> like when it made that buzz that, you know, someone would start freaking out or, you know, suddenly get really hungry or something. Um, so that's, that's kind of positive. Um, now, what, one last thing. Um, Apple have said they're going to repair iPhone 7s um, with something called the no-service bug. They're going to return them for... 
um, they're going to repair those for uh, for free. So yeah, it's a, it's interesting. Obviously, um, sometimes it, it pays off when there are. Uh, particular issues with certain devices to keep making a bit of a noise about it if you think it's the yeah. manufacturer's issue and um, yeah, eventually hopefully they come to the party uh, I've seen other things on you know forums like on uh, on Geek Zone uh, where people have talked about issues with certain phones Samsung and 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 other brands it's not only you know Apple that has challenges with their devices from time to time. Uh, and somebody really pulling their hair out with particular issues that they haven't been able to uh, haven't been able to solve. Uh, they get busy and they maybe don't have time to investigate, or they do and they send their phone back, and then the manufacturer says, "No, there's nothing wrong." <laughs> and they've still you know still got the issue, or the manufacturer says, "Well, you're going to have to pay me you know a, ch- a chunk of money to uh, to fix it." So yeah, um, yeah, it's good that Apple is uh, is, is stepping up uh, like this. Uh, one of the issues, and I'll be keen if anyone else has had this but issue. I uh, I had, and I think it's now maybe been addressed with a software update. I had an issue with the. Um, um, Samsung Galaxy S8, uh, whereby the camera would or would would be blurry for me on a lot of occasions, mm. and so it was just like, oh, you take, oh, oh I can't use it because it's it's blurry, <laughs> and you reboot or something, and it would it would come right, and then it would go back again. Um, I need to actually have a have a look into that to be sure, but it had seemed to. Um, uh, Im- improve, but when I looked online, there are a whole lot of people saying, "Oh, yeah, we've got exactly that issue." Wow. And we've reached out to Samsung. There's a few recommendations, but still, people that hadn't actually managed to uh, manage to resolve that uh, that issue. Wow! So, and uh, are they thinking yeah. software or hardware? Um, I can't. I can't remember yeah. actually. Yeah, it's wow. uh, it's a good question. I. I think it would have to be software. Yeah. I would imagine it's software because, you know, these don't have moving parts or anything no. in the camera side. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, you would imagine that there's probably some sort of software aspect mm. to it. But, mm. um, yeah, pretty frustrating. You pull out your phone and there's something <laughs> yeah. you've got to take. Oh, look, you know, there's a wild bear right in front of me right now. Let's get some footage. Ah, oh, my phone's blurry. No one's going to believe it. It's a Sasquatch. No, it's not a bear. Oh, no one. Yeah, no one's going to believe it. Because uh, you got this, you know, really blurry footage <laughs> and stuff. So, oh, well. Never mind. So, um, yeah. Well, I think that must be it for this week. Was there, any, was there anything else that we uh, we didn't cover that? Uh, I, th- I think I we, think we got through it all. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, um, lots and lots of things coming up. Um, I have the next few days in another part of the world, so uh, we might have some updates on uh, on that on the, the next episode if I find some interesting things while I'm uh, while I'm travelling. Um, I'll get to try it a little bit more in-flight uh, Wi-Fi. <laughs> That'll be interesting. Um, see how the the speeds compare for. Uh, um, I think I'm going to be on uh, on Emirates, and uh, yeah, they've got uh, they you know they have a lot of in-flight uh, Wi-Fi, and uh, see how their speeds compare with the in um, New Zealand figures that uh, that we shared about a few episodes ago, and um, that were featured in the article on uh, TravelTalk dot. Uh, uh, dot nz um, yeah have it interestingly in New Zealand's got a little bit quiet about their um, their their Wi-Fi so um, yeah there's n- nothing further in terms of uh, launch on that so hopefully uh, it's not too far off we hear about um, you know what they're doing on that front yeah yeah all right well thanks everyone for listening in uh, feel free to uh, to hit me up on um, on social media or uh, email. Um, and you can uh, you can track me down. Welcome to Connect on LinkedIn. Always great to have a little note if you're connecting on LinkedIn. Let me know you're a uh, listener. It's been uh, it's been great recently. Lots of uh, lots of people connecting that that way. Um, and yeah, really nice when there's a, a little bit of you know commentary. Uh, letting me know um, yeah why you why you listen. I'm always curious. Why do people listen to to us sit, sitting and uh, chit chatting here, Theo? But uh, <laughs> um, seems seems to be people uh, pe- people enjoy the uh, the commentary and, and the bits and pieces we're talking about. Now, where do people track you down online? Uh, best place is probably um, NZEV Podcast on Facebook is probably the best uh, place to get in touch with uh, us about the podcast. Or um, I'm on LinkedIn, Theo Gibson, uh, Facebook. 
just the usual channels. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. Excellent. All right. Well, thanks everybody for uh, for listening in. We do appreciate it. It's uh, it's great to uh, great to have you listening. And we'll be back again with a new show next week. Oh, and last week we did talk a little bit about the idea of having a um, an episode focused on uh, blockchain and uh, and Bitcoin type stuff. Uh, so working on putting that together at the moment. Um, tentatively. Uh, that will that will happen uh, this month. Uh, we just got to get different people's uh, calendars aligned to make that one uh, work. But uh, yeah, that should be that should be quite a fascinating uh, episode. Talk to some um, um, innovators and experts in that uh, in that area. So that's coming up soon. All right, catch you next week. Bye bye. Oh, sorry. Don't don't go. Don't go just yet. Um, I realised there was one little thing I forgot to mention. About the Oppo uh, phones, that is quite unique for us here in New Zealand. And um, I just realised as I picked up the um, the Oppo here, it's actually really hard to get dual SIM phones in New Zealand through our carriers because most, even if um, a manufacturer such as Samsung, which which does have dual SIM phones, um, has them available, usually. Uh, the carriers, our mobile network providers, don't want to sell models with more than one SIM. They don't seem to like to encourage that. Um, but the the um, Oppo phones, they are sold that way. So um, as far as I'm aware, certainly the R11S is available, and even through, I think they've got a partnership uh, with Two Degrees, that even what Two Degrees sell actually um, takes a dual SIM. So... Just a little tip there. I know um, within my team, there's a um, uh, a few of the guys who quite like to uh, to be able to have a second uh, a second SIM in their phone, and I can find it quite handy you know, traveling as well to uh, to be able to do that with a single phone. So you don't have to carry multiple phones. So just a little heads up on that extra um, uh, nicety with the uh, Oppo. All right, I'm gone this time. Honest. See ya. The New Zealand Tech Podcast, brought to you by Gorilla Technology, proactive and strategic IT.